podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're all whistle, and this is true. We love to do the things that we're not supposed to do. We don't need robbing, stealing, or mugging. In fact, we'll take it seriously. We're all debugging. <laughs> Hello, my name's Mark Webster. This is the Whistleblowers. And I'm delighted to say that much like most of football, this episode is coming from a beach resort in Dubai. <laughs> because really, we needed the break at this point of the season. And joining me on the sunbeds around the swimming pool, can I keep this illusion going on much longer, is the welcome return of Kevin Day. Yes. Um, how, how lovely to be spending Valentine's night with you, Mark. It is. It, of course, I forgot about that. We went, we, we went away to a for, the foreign climes uh, to avoid anything like romance with our specified other halves. Well, my, my wife's not particularly romantic, but compared to your wife, my wife is Bridget Jones. Because your Mrs. Mrs. Webster's not a romantic. She woman. couldn't. She couldn't see me off quickly enough. Um, and and. and, and and I respect her for that because she's she's got a sound sound judgment. Martin Gritton also joins us to say hello, Martin. All Good right. evening. And uh, we'll talk. The nice thing is, is that uh, one of his old te- like this wasn't going to happen anyway. One of Martin's old teams <laughs> playing football <laughs> at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that you have to bob a bob that to fall on the country, but that not in most yet. divisions. There's another bandwagon for me to jump on this week. <laughs> your Dubai reference is opposite to the club I support, of course, because well, uh, Sam, Sam Allardyce wanted to take them away this week, but um, Steve Parrish bowed to the pressure from idiot Palace fans who said, what are they getting holiday for Yes, when they've been playing so badly? And the point is, as precisely as Allardyce said, taking them to Dubai was what kept Sunderland up. So I just wanted it's, to take the players away, it's, it's give them a break. Like, because you know. Exactly that, because Palace players, this is the weird thing, Mike, and... and You'll have experienced, you know, a season is patently a long time to be running around relentlessly. So, you out, out of one mouth, you hear Slav and Billet saying, um, I'm going to weigh you on the mid, mid-season break to Dubai with a sour taste in my mouth because of the result. But I know forwards could be very useful to me as a team. Whereas, as, as Palace or Allardyce had to announce on their behest, arguably, then it would seem, that they're being punished by not being allowed to go. But what's implied in that is that they're going on a jolly because the other side of it is the fact it's actually good for you. Mm. So where does the land lie? I think in the way that it's sold to the media and the way that it's portrayed is if it's like if it's team bonding and it's seen as that but if you put the word Dubai in front of it (laughs) and a footballer then it's assumed that it's like a jolly up like in the summer and you know you're going to see all these kind of them having a hijinks by the the pool his point is we've got got four new players well five arguably if you include Remy who's just come back into the first team so five new players his argument is we're not playing well get them away from the surroundings that, that are obviously dragging them down get the five new players bonded in it's, it's Sam Allardyce he's not going to be a jolly it's just a way of focusing no, their attention he'll go on an f- opturated holiday well, yeah. I mean <laughs> wouldn't it? I mean that's exactly how but it so maps in, out so instead we're going to be training at Sellers Park every day as by way of a change so how, how any Palace fans can think that's better and, and all it is is pandering to the petty spitefulness mm. of a few Palace fans who don't want so much well, was there, there open to- training elements as well would they let people into to boo and hiss at them as well just to make things well, even well, more well, yeah. but of course the other weird thing is David Moyes has gone to New York, presumably so they can help with the uh, ploughing out of the first two floors of every building in Manhattan because they've got filthy weather there. So they've gone straight for Sunderland, the, the bonding thing. Now, mm. 
on both levels, do, do both things make sense? If you, as a pro football, I know, as you say, obviously we, we can all be sort of scathing from outside saying, yeah, getting paid holidays. But is there a useful element to this? Absolutely. If, if it's keeping everyone together is the most important thing because ultimately these guys would have gone and had their own holidays because they'll yeah. get a couple of days off. The international yeah. break always works in a funny way. So yeah. the lads that are left over, you know, even for our FA Cup or international breaks, there'll be a few lads left over. Um, so if you don't keep everyone together, half the team resent it because the international lads ah, have got away and had a yeah, jolly. Yeah. And then you get, you know, lads coming back late, the odd day late, and it just, it's really disjointed. And then you go, you're literally straight into Thursday training for a game Saturday. So you've had no prep. Well, that's because oh, Allardyce's point is that this is the closest he's going to get to a pre-season. Because we're not yeah, in the true. FA Cup. We're not in the FA Cup. So you've got two full weeks. Yep. With the new players, mm. with the players that you, you presume you may have already have told will be starting the next game. And all he wanted to do was take them somewhere different where the training facilities are really good. Get them on their own. Get them on know, their yeah, own. Yeah, get yeah, them yeah. away. Get real. them off social media. Get them away from the newspapers. Get them away from having to apologise on Twitter, all that sort of stuff. And and I, I'm slightly annoyed that, the, that Palace have backed down because of pressure from a, from a few yeah, posts on say, social media. What it implies like, is, is that trip is a jolly. That's and right. Rather than. So, yeah. How, yeah. how much. Even if you didn't overgraft on this kind of, I mean, for example, you know, Sunderland aren't going to be sort of grafting. How much percentage-wise are you going to lose in that period that you that you come back? It, it, you know, say, keeping your fitness up slash batteries recharged. Is there a, how's the balance? I'd work? say it's, it's the psychological recharge that you're going away for. It's just Which to clear good, your yeah. head, yeah, because you're not going to lose fitness in a week. You don't lose fitness in four weeks over Do the you summer. Not? No, and I think Kev, what Kevin was saying off, off air just before we go on and saying in terms of the fitness of Palace and saying that the, the last 10 minutes of games, it's a fitness thing, but it's also a mental thing and it's this, same as Leicester now. Leicester must be doing the same training as they did last year, mm. but they don't have that desire, ah, that edge yeah, to block tackles, yeah. to throw themselves in front of the ball and you, and you see that at Palace as well as a bit of apprehension, a bit of confusion if you get a bit more cohesion and get everyone together and, and on the same page again you get that back also psychologically see, if I was a Palace player we said this in our Palace pod last night if I was a Palace player I'd be a bit I'd be a bit annoyed about it. I'd be if, yeah, we're talking about the disconnect at the moment between Palace fans and the club it was like a year ago you couldn't have got a better bond between the fans the players the management the chairman when that, things were going lovely well but it started when things were going bad under Pius, but that, you know, and regardless of that but if I was a Palace player now I'd be going well sod you the manager had a plan to take us away to sort us out psychologically, and because you you've got the ump about it, and now we're supposed to go out and give yeah. the mythical one hundred and ten percent when we've been stuck in Croydon for ten days. It's like we got a train on the pitch at Sellers Park. Well, not least because, of course, then the backlash is again. It's back to that point: is that the fans arguably now because they're saying like they were just going away on some freebie yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway. Mm. So it's so it's it it, it it fails to work on several levels. Can I ask that, Mark? Did any of how many of the clubs you played for had the wherewithal to take you to Dubai? I was going to ask. I was going to ask <laughs> what have you added? What breaks you uh, added you if, they, if we, they chucked any at you? We did the we did the boot camps and things like that, oh. which were quite funny because you you have the bonding, but. Um, sometimes they work really well but other times they just you know you end up just rubbing the squaddies up the wrong way and you're in their barracks and like you know they're coming around with flash grenades in the morning waking up at 4am <laughs> terrifying you and I'm like this is really bad for the ticker when you're playing they it's, can't believe their luck that they've honestly, got a bunch of soft footballers in their it. midst yeah, have you ever did. come back from a team bonding session hating the players more than you went does, does uh, it always oh, just work just the army <laughs> does it work does, it, does the idea of team bonding 
Does that Abs- work? It absolutely works. It does, absolutely, it? yeah. It's like it's like anything. When you're subjected to people's company for that long, you get a bit sort of in, big brother sort of institutionalised, well, you know. And you yeah. get uh, you get. But no, we never did the glamorous ones. We were chatting about the late great Keith Alexander just again before we came in. He used to take us. He had some. At it was Lincoln, either some deal Lincoln, or something. Lincoln, Ralph, Lincoln sorry, he would always take us to court, like in Northern Ireland, and it would be the bleakest. We'd be the bleakest <laughs> hotel. Not the sunny part of Northern Ireland. <laughs> no, but like just the fact that it was there. I was like, Whoa. but we would always sing great players from. He, he had a great history of bringing through oh, some right. brilliant players, but we play like Corain Distillery, um, you know these <laughs> tough, tough teams, and we'd be playing in like two day breaks between it, and then we'd be like, "Oh, we'll be having a day off today." No, no day off. We'd be doing double training and stuff. There'd be no place to go out. But there's that sometimes in that struggle, you get an extra, you know, yeah. and also, you know, we just come off the back of a holiday, so preseason things, you're expecting it. But in them ones as well, they all the, the, the joy of those. But if you're getting involved in one of those. Hmm. And you know, the, I know this full well from from the occasion when involved in like pro celebrity games. Hmm. All anyone wants to do is kick you. They can't. They, they're yeah. just they, you're just a prize. You know, kneecap as far as most people are concerned, aren't they? You're just trying to avoid getting season-ending injuries, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, the, with the army, they, they absolutely ragged us for five days. <laughs> you but then, the army. but then we battered them because they just they weren't. The match fitness is different, and we had a couple of players that just ran rings around them. So in the end, we all had a drink together on that last night, and it was you know it was it was funny because of that it was like they'd been hammering a couple of our lads that were just a bit you know a bit it's, flashy it's just a shame seven of you had to die though <laughs> yeah that's it well, I got me closer to the team <laughs> I got a game okay, listen, but the rest of you that still survived that though were yeah, very close stronger for so it that's, that's even better well I'm, I'm intrigued now because you uh, you've told us in the past about playing with Akin Fenway yes and yes. I've just got this vision of Akin Fenway being, having flash grenades being thrown at him from it he was he would never have, I don't think he would have even made a step foot in the barracks let alone uh, he would have found some reason not to no we were this was at Grimsby so we were the, all, all those lads it was like a holiday going to the <laughs> it, was like, it was like Dubai this was Dubai yeah free food three meals a day wow it's one of those all in places that's the uh, back in a minute we're going to be talking about relegation Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? I will know. That's that's the acting. From behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t-shirts. To screen legends. Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. So, we're down there. Slower Desk Pond, Doldrums. We might as well linger um, because there's there's two men uh, in this situation in Claudio Ranieri and Sam Allardyce, which is the story is is, is crazy, and they both got different. There's different stories to tell, obviously. But Kevin, first of all, I'm intrigued to, f- to see what you think about this. Sam Allardyce. He's parachuted into the club, you know, with his with his with his backpack and his cape and his and his and his hood on that says, like, "I'm here to save you. I've done it before. I'll save you." Like Thunderbirds, he's yeah. in there. He's been dropped in there. Now, 
the, my first thought is, after, uh, the footballers were saying, all oh, right, we're that bad, we need this bloke who'd been knocked out of England three weeks ago. We were. I, mean, my, my, I was one of those who argued, A, that we needed a new manager much mm-hmm. sooner than we got one, and B, that Allardyce was probably the perfect fit. Right. Pardew poisoned the club. There's no two ways about Ultimately, that. Ultimately, and we're only finding out how much he poisoned it. Even simple things like the you know the, the HF, the legendary HF, who think they run the club now because Pardew pandered to them, let them have their own player of the year do, and you know they're and they're still Pardew loyalists, so they won't sing Sam Allardyce's name. So simple things oh. like that. Also, Pardew should have gone the minute if you're four three up away at Swansea in the ninety first minute and you lose five four. There's something, this ser- there's something seriously wrong. And it wasn't, that was just the final nail in the coffin. Pardew should have gone then. And, and Parrish didn't want to get rid of him because Parrish is very close to him, was good mates of him, believed Pardew in Pardew, so I'll turn it around when ev- all the evidence was to the contrary. We were a different team. Something, I don't know what happened, something happened. We went into the second international break, seventh in the league after a string of good results. Mm. Played West Ham at yeah. home, lost 1 0. Looked a shadow of the team we had been. Something had gone wrong. Allardyce came in, and I think I think it seemed like a good fit for both of us. I think Allardyce felt this is the perfect place for me to come in. Best squad I've ever worked with. All the demons from England will, will be gone. And we thought, he's, he's, he's a, still a great manager. Best squad he's ever worked with. And lo and behold, first 15 minutes against Watford on Boxing Day, everyone was looking at each other going, oh, that's good, isn't it? Well done. It looks, looks like that's worked. And then yeah. since then... It turns out that he's he completely underestimated what he walked into, and I think perhaps Palace underestimated the psychological damage that had been done to him by the England job. Because I know for a fact, as Martin alluded to it, that Allardyce was horrified at the lack of fitness, the lack of conditioning from the players, the lack of a proper training schedule, the ad hoc nature of all sorts of things at the club. Um, and there are things that need changing in terms of the infrastructure that will take two years. Yeah. To change, and, and it, he's not it a might, man, isn't and, it? It, and it might be that we need to go down and get somebody else in. So that's the trouble, is because we keep saying, I've been, I've been arguing for ages, and I thought, Pardew might be. We need somebody to come in and make a root and branch change at the club because we're not professional. Even silly things like the first day of the season, we laugh about it. First day of the season, we got a new credit card season ticket thing. I didn't get into five minutes for half times. It wasn't working. Yeah, you know, the simple things like there's a new offer. If you get in an hour before kickoff, you get a free beer. No one told the catering staff. Sim- just simple things up and down the club that are not quite right. As we got, maybe we got promoted too quickly. But I still think that Allardyce, with the players he's brought in, I still think it's going to take. It's taking longer than we all thought. But I think, and it sounds counterintuitive, but I think because it's taken longer, when it does work, it will work properly. And the fact is. We've had to admit, and it's a terrible waste of potential if we go down, but the fact is, yeah, we're in the fourth season, and you'd think, well, all you want is to see a bit of progression. But every season we've been in, there's been a relegation battle at one stage of the season. Yeah. And the fact is, we now have to accept, and I, there's, a, there's a league of seven at the bottom, as I'm including Bournemouth in that. We have to finish out of the bottom three. And I think there are signs, that the Sunderland result was a fluke, but I think there are signs that, he hasn't been out to play all his new players yet for a start. And I think the quality of player he's brought in, and they're all, they're all, I can't think of a better word to say, and I hate using the word, but they're all characters, they're all hard. So Mamadou Saku, Milijojevic, these, well, these are players. I, I, that, I, I, you know. I think that's, there's the gist. I think we've got that. Yeah. But back to that starting point, which I think is interesting, Mike. And, and just again, you, you tell us, 
if you're that group of Palace players and you think you've been hard done by by say the previous regime, if you if you come in one day and said right, we're bringing the bloke who saves rubbish like you from going down by a point and by a goal and by yeah. can it can that again it's Kevin's, Kevin's phrase counter, counterintuitive can that actually w- work against them because I can't imagine the entire world like, thank God the Lone mm. Rangers here is you know everything's fine it, it, you can say what you think we're that bad I think it brings in that there's always a change in attitude when anyone comes in the problem is Big Sam had come off the back of a real a real damaging thing for his yeah. his character. So he hadn't carried that, that through, had he? In the maybe, old but, reputation. But I, you'd be energised by it, but it doesn't take a lot. You've got to do, you, you've got to have a lot going for you. You need that little honeymoon period of, you know, like Clements had at Swansea and yeah. you need that. And they didn't really have that. See, I know? don't think, but if you look at Sam's previous film, like Sunderland, he won his first game, then didn't win another one for eight games. He's like he's not the sort of manager who comes in and waves a magic yeah. wand. It takes no, a bit he of didn't time. Get, you don't get the bounce. But, but, but I don't think I, I think Palace players. I know for a fact that two Palace players went to Steve Parrish the week before Pardew was sacked to say we, we're not training. He's just throwing us the ball. And we're getting on with things. We're not doing. We're not fit. We're not, and so the players weren't happy. The players. All the players see is the players don't give a monkey's about how greedy Allardyce was. He's England manager. He's got a reputation. For working with, you know, his reputation is as a forward-thinking manager. Not always with the football, but it's, you know, with the science, the stats, all that sort of stuff. And also, but he's brought players in not just because they're better players than we already had, but he's brought players in that are untainted by what's going on before. It's like when Slup getting injured was on football. Slup's debut, yeah, he looked a completely different player to the other players because mm. he was playing without fear. You could see yeah, he wasn't that, scared. To, he wasn't scared yeah. to get the ball. Slup wanted all, all our players, even Wolf. He doesn't want the ball. So our if, players we, don't if want we the take ball. this as being and, and obviously. Dubai aside which of course isn't there anymore do you reckon he's got time to because of course as well we know he does it by the book he's, he does it by numbers Sam do you, do you think that he probably thinks that I've, okay I've still I've still got time to get the the levels of fitness to a certain point where I know that I can ask them to do certain jobs which means I can ask them to get certain results do you, third, do you think there's something the, in there there's yeah. a third of the season to go yeah no I, I totally I think you look at the players coming back you say Lowick coming back and seeing him in training absolutely terrorising people yeah. that gives everyone a lift saying right that's the level we've got to play to now and then that raises everyone up and I used to do it myself I, got, I joined many clubs in January and it was exactly as you described Kevin you'd go in and everyone was so flat you'd be like why is everyone so flat and you'd be doing things in training that were just pedestrian to you but they'd be going oh it would almost like wake them up from their slumber but, but that, right, that right, does right. work so the, it does I mean, work because we, we yeah. they always talk about you know, obviously freshening all up and stuff like that but that you you will get there's a bump that can be got oh, out of it that isn't yeah. just simply a new, yeah. a new manager turning up no and the new players will, it's a huge difference because those guys are like well a few of them are coming off the back of things where they're in it for themselves and that's the kind of it's that kind of selfishness that actually helps the squad because it's like I'm going to play well no matter what yeah. and, and if you're doing if you're not doing your job I'll call you out on it and I, maybe I that's what they need. And the one, the, the good example I think for this for me is, and I, to be honest, I don't think Phelan was doing a horrible job at it either. But but so the, no, the whole uh, situation, in terms of, the, I suppose you have, you have one of these every year. That every time I've seen them, they've been exceptionally good mm. as a team, completely and utterly everything going against them. They seem to be a classic example of how the team have made their own mind up to we're in it, we are in this together, and if we don't all pull in the same direction, we're going to get absolutely hung out to dry. And that. Momentum has carried them into this. Well, Burnley, They've signed some brilliant players. As Burnley well. against Chelsea, Burnley, yeah, on yeah, Sunday, absolutely. Which is, well, Burnley kind of gone that well, tier their, above at the moment. They've won their home games, but they're yeah. uh, they're a joy to watch against Chelsea because every not one Burnley player would get anywhere near Chelsea squad. But as a team, they were they were a better team. There are a couple of things Allardyce is doing is mystifying Palace fans. Why? What? 
he seems to think that he'll upset Palace fans if he drops punching because he's one of our own. But punching shouldn't be anywhere near the first team at the moment. Below his weight. Benteke, by the way. again, Benteke's just mystified. I mean, Benteke's he scored nine goals, admittedly, but he's just, compared to someone like Costa or Ibrahimovic or Lukaku, the effort that Benteke puts in is is just minimal. And again, that goes back to the rumours that Pardew said to him, look, you just you just patrol that little area and the ball will come to you. And it, it's not. So you either change the delivery and, unless you, and that can't be done. So I, why Wembley's not starting games? Is well, you he know, don't he, defend from the front. I've seen that. He, do, he does nothing. He's, uh, cost, that's, te- that's, that's your modern centre forward's job, isn't cost, it? Costa is superb. Even Ibrahimovic oh. at Selhurst Park. Ibrahimovic, who's got... If anybody's got deserves not to have to do any work, it wasn't a blade of grass that he didn't cover Ibrahimovic. Yeah. He's shutting down our centre backs. Costa the same, and it's like he, he's well, just not doing that. Well, Costa hasn't scored for a, a good few games, but it's not. You wouldn't know that he weren't. He's, you know, he's having a go mm. on the pitch for you, isn't he? I mean, I know that's you know having a go is not exactly a phrase that you would expect. You know, with zillionaires at Chelsea, mm. but mm. but this is the weird thing. You know, if he's going for, he's going for a goal club, but he's still working for his team. He's, he's menacing, isn't he? He's, isn't that's he? the thing. Yeah. And you just can't, he's always there. He's always lurking. And you know how dangerous he is. But the Palace strikers, players like Glenn Murray, I mean, Glenn Murray's a better footballer than Ben Techie. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, a better yeah, footballer. Yeah, but he's yeah. not as explosive. Was, and he yeah, hasn't yeah. got the, the dy- dynamic abilities that Ben Techie has. But in this current state, you probably have Glenn Murray up there linking things yeah. up, holding the ball up and playing for the club. Yeah, except he plays for the. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, mm, but it's going to be interesting right, for, right. For, for fans of the other clubs because basically that, that bottom seven we've all got each other to play Yeah, and as somebody said last mm. night if we can't get because I think it will be a, a record low number of points that keeps the team up I reckon we could stay up with they, everyone 32. could beat each other up so much well, that it, it the, could be that the, 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 the team could be mid-table it's yeah. like someone said last night if we can't get points against Watford Burnley Middlesbrough Leicester Hull then we don't deserve to stay up Leicester's no. the interesting one because Leicester are doing what I think they should have done last season it just shows you a miracle Leicester winning the Premier League because this is where Leicester should be with the players they've Absolutely. got. This is where you'd expect them to be. And it can't now, just can't just be Kante, the difference. I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to talk about that because that's the other lockdown that are being threatened. And this it, it, it's and it's a similar argument about Ranieri is being argued as being argued about Wenger at the other end of the table. And I'll go with the Gary Lineker take on it and, and Chris Sutton. Uh, huge risk to keep me, says Chris Sutton. But alluding to what you just said, Gary Lineker said he should have a job for life and relegation is the price for living the dream and completing the miracle. Wow. Now, that's an interesting piece of checks and balances that he's come up with there. And I don't know if every Leicester fan is going to agree with that. But do we judge Ranieri on the bar that he raised by winning the championship? Or do we judge Ranieri on the job that he did in the first place, which is basically... He's arguably still doing now, which is staving them off, trying mm. to stave them off from relegation. Does he stay and carry on doing that job? Every, unfortunately, I mean, the, the elephant in the room is the fact that them winning the league was just such an anomaly, such an incredible yeah. achievement that it's obviously going to be included. Their failure, I think, to carry you, can, you can't put you can't, that to one side. Yeah, you can't no, ignore no. one or the other, but, you know... Um, Chelsea got rid of Mourinho the, the, about the same time when he after he won the season yeah. and they didn't have there was no love lost and imagine what he meant to that club so um, if they want to stay up uh, they, you know uh, but they the, you know the, the kind of horses bolted a little bit because the the, champ, the 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 transfer window is gone but and you know but they've got the Champions League they've got a few well, things there, a but there's thing, a world I mean, of difference the Chelsea thing is a, a good point but there's a world of difference between going into a team that aren't going to get relegated that was never going to happen that are Chelsea so you got the you got the cushion so you, so you, of not oh, that yeah. threat. whereas yeah, yeah. whereas you don't want to be the manager that relegates Leicester. Mm. 
because I mean, from Ranieri's point of view, fantastic. They sack him. He walks away. I would, I would, I would have kept you up. I'm a hero. New manager comes in. They go down, which I think they've got. There are problems, and like you say, they didn't have a particularly good window. But I th- I'm with Lineker in a way. It's just like I don't see the logic of saying it's the price you pay because I don't think any Leicester fan thought they would do anything other than finish. Uh, and not if it was a deal in advance. It's, 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 yeah. it's, not, it's not Robert Johnson it, it, on the crossroads. Is it? It's, it's, yeah. Here's your title and see you in in the championship. But I, I think after. I think I'd be more likely to be to say no. You, he, he, he won us the Premier League title if we get relegated fine that's probably where we are in terms of a, as a club it's like Palace fans have to accept that we are somewhere in the top 30 of English football and sometimes that means we're in the Premier League and sometimes it means we're in the top 10 of the Championship but see where the Arsenal stories where, where the it's sort of like you know where the, where the similarities are and I think it's a simple phrase it's like and I, I, I'll chuck Payet in there as an example um, Payet goes in the horrible situation at West Ham. Mm. And in theory, we dismiss him ever as a player mm. and ignore the goals, the quality, the, mm. the moments, the song. That's all done yeah. because of the way he's behaved. I don't see that. Yeah. I, now, point. I understand why small children don't want to wear his shirt anymore yeah, and they want to take it back and try and get another one for 25 quid. But you can't dismiss what he did. Now, similarly... I'm surprised, Martin, by the arguing that people are saying if you sack Arsene Wenger now, it undermines what he's done for the club. I don't get that argument. No. I mean, surely, if he goes there, you, you you're not dismissing every single thing he's done. You're just saying you're not doing it now. And you could argue that with Ranieri. That's my my take on it anyway. Yeah, I don't, but the thing they ask, it's, it's because things have happened so consistently. They've been so consistently disappointing every year for Arsenal fans. But that's because they think... They deserve to win the league, right? Right. You know, they, to, they think they're well, good they enough. The do. team, yeah, but the teams. I don't As think the teams, the teams not good enough. The teams not good enough to no, win the right. league, and that's what it comes down to. You know, it's it's uh, he, his record there. It, it is a legacy. It's the same as Ferguson. You know, if someone else comes in, but if someone else comes in, the club have to back the person and give them the right. I mean, coming in and filling those shoes, you've got to give it. If it was Simeone, you would imagine that yeah. happening. But if it was anyone else, if it was you know a Brendan Rodgers or a character coming in that's already had a. You know, a few ups and downs. They wouldn't. They would turn quick on him as well. But I know. I know quite a few Arsenal fans. Who, when was it? Two thousand and three. The Invincible season. Yeah. It's quite a few Arsenal fans who now say that was the worst thing that could ever happen because there seems to be a mentality. Well, it's, when, it's, it's Leicester winning the league. Well, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, but basically, say, so how can you sack a manager that went to us for a whole season unbeaten? But the thing is, it comes down to where your expectations lie. But you're, but that's, you're not, that's it. But you're not sacking the two thousand and three Arsenal thing. You're sacking the bloke I know, now. But the, but but the you, fact is, you don't but, write off his but past. The, but the bloke now is getting him in the Champions League every season. That, okay, so perhaps the end of the season, perhaps this is the point. Yeah, but if he's, don't, he's still. He's but if you, you talk about disappointing, he's getting you in the Champions League every season. They're in the Champions League every season. I can't say that enough. They're in the Champions League <laughs> yeah, every based season. Based on the fact that they're in the they Champions League every season, they don't. Yeah. They don't win it, but yeah. you know, they got to the final of it. And then, so where where do Arsenal fans set the bar? So then, do you judge? Does the manager come in? Does Simeone come in? Does Benitez come in? And the only way you judge his success is do you, yeah. do you then start to do what Chelsea do because that's a, a good argument as well from some Arsenal fans that Chelsea change their manager every two years and they've won the Premier League four times yeah. since, Venk, since so Arsenal I won don't it, disagree, it? but it's more this point yeah. that there's this school of thought that if you sack him 
It's like seen. you're being demeaning about his, 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 yeah, what he's yeah, done yeah, at the club. Yeah. But I don't see the two. The, yeah, the, no, the two ha- aren't, you know, uh, 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 exclusively. You know, they're no, not you, mutually exclusive. You can they? look at it and be a lot colder and just say, yeah, and judge him on this year. But the, the problem is when when you have such an affinity with everything that's happened there, and and there's there's the, the thought that maybe they can, and that's I think that's the biggest thing. It's always been like there's been that glimmer. They even got through November and it was relatively all right. But then you know, it's it's. It's that they potentially got the chance to do it, but never quite, never quite yeah. turn it in. And also, I mean, the credit to the other teams around them. You know, I, I, the fact they finished above Spurs last year is yeah. It's not like they forget that they're not you doing know? it on their own, are they? Yeah. Other teams are involved yeah. in the football league. Arsenal, it tends to happen. Yeah. Arsenal will never sack him. They'll arrange a situation by which he's allowed to walk away. But if Arsenal ever sack him, then right. shame on them, basically, because the least Wenger deserves. No matter what Arsenal fans, some oh, Arsenal fans, he's got to go with style. He's got to go in yeah, style no, on his absolutely. own terms. He's got to say yeah, they've got I, to I'll offer him a, a job upstairs, or whatever. But of course, what will happen? You know the nature of football fans is as soon as he goes, all those Arsenal fans will be rolling up their Wenger outbangers and going, "Oh, I loved him." Why are they sacking? Yeah. Yeah. We, we won't be the same again no, this no, club. To be, you know fair, I mean? those, like, to be fair, those banners, it says it on the other side. They've got they're the yeah, dual, dual purpose <laughs> banners, which <laughs> are but great investment. Yeah. Now, before we go. FA Cup coming up the weekend, and we did allude this at the very start here. One of your old lot are yep. still in there. Brilliant. Yep. What a story. Lincoln City. What the, how the hell has this happened? Yep. What's going Incredible. on? Incredible. No, it's, it's been brilliant. I mean, they've just been beating three teams above you, you know, beating Oldham and then Ipswich, and then obviously <laughs> get to where they are. <laughs> get <laughs> to where they are. Beating, <laughs> yeah, yeah, beating yeah. Brighton as well. So, um, no, it's, it's incredible. And it's good. I'd like. Um, just seen even some of the old characters are still there. I like Jamie McCoon playing there when from when I first went there. Really? He's back at the club. And um it's, and Gareth McCauley was our skipper at the time. He was only a twenty one year old at Lincoln when we used to uh, you know, just absolute Rolls Royce of a defender for, like for us at that level. So it's good to see them making the most of what they've got and the the, the brothers, the Cowley brothers in charge have been phenomenal. And what, see, what people say about the FA Cup and it's got its detractors and the Premier League don't there's no other competition because it's galvanised. This is what we all love about football in the end and the romance of it. It's galvanised the whole town. Yeah. The whole town. Yeah, you had the, the queue for tickets for the for the Burnley game. It's like it's it's astonishing. It's a town that's had its fair share of economic troubles and political troubles, and they're all getting behind Lincoln City. And they're all because and it reminds you of the old days, like the Graham Taylor days, Keith Alexander days. When there are times when football can do that. Football is that yeah. important. It can do, and it's, I think it's it's beautiful. To and watch. I've got to say that's why for me, you know, I, I think there is still that magic of the FA Cup for the reason. That those teams stick around for long enough to keep the the the, yeah. the, the, the early rounds alive, mm-hmm. and then and then I still but I still want to see two big teams of the cup final. Yeah, of course. Well, yeah. And, I want to see a competitive cup final. And uh, you know, and if Lincoln bowed out at this level, I mean, they've had a great one. They made a they've lot of money. On a yeah, service. absolutely. It's, it's a bit. It's a bit like the bloke who. It's a bit like the bloke who does the pace setting in a, in, a, in a race, and yeah. then and then and then yeah. someone comes in and breaks the world record as a direct result. Thank you very much for all your hard work. Isn't it? Yep. Yeah, but even because I, I don't live far from Sutton, and it's not you know, it's 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 not a leafy middle class suburb, despite what people think. It's got its problems, Sutton. <laughs> But it's not a rough. But it's the whole place is really excited. Everyone's really excited mm. about Arsenal coming, and it's like for me that would be the perfect. <laughs> like you said, I don't want to see him in the final, but then beating Arsenal would be would be a brad. But just seeing Arsenal come down it, to Sutton's little ground on a plastic pitch in those tiny dressing awesome. rooms. They were nearly going to go Palace when they played. They changed their mind, mm. didn't they? Yeah, it was tall. It was tall, but it's better. They, I've never liked that when grounds are changed. I think it's brilliant that it's mm. something like that. but the Lincoln thing is, is nah. great because it's, that's really and of course the trick exciting. is get, get the replay ain't winning the game yeah, no, get the absolutely. replay that's yeah. the trick isn't yeah. it absolutely get well, back to Central Bank well, if they get a replay because yeah. Burnley are beatable I mean Burnley's away form is 
I mean, their home form was brilliant, but away from home, mm, you got yeah. every chance to beat Take them. So. you like, well, we'll have that to look forward to. Mm. And gentlemen, let's 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 enjoy the time in the, uh, sitting under this sun that we are now, sipping our Campari <laughs> and sodas by the pool. And look, there's Lennox Lewis about to deliver. Sports Personality of the Year trophy to Andy Murray. Surely he's a bit early. Oh, that was the whistleblowers. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at thewhistleblowers.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.